This is Yolanda Villa, host for The Unfiltered Wife, where we have unfiltered conversations. Today's guest is Sandy Vong. She's a real estate agent and top producer. Hi, Sandy. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So tell me about your background um, growing up and how you got into real estate. Um, I was born and raised in Reno, Nevada. Um, I guess... uh, we, I decided that um, I couldn't figure out what I want to be when I grow up. I was uh, going through the typical quarter life crisis. I um, started working in a casino in Harris Casino, and I was doing great there. Went to become a manager, and then um, I was going to school and uh, working at the same time. And I was trying to figure out what I want to do. I thought about real estate then, but then didn't think anything of it. So I decided to be 24, take a risk and say like, you know, um, move to San Francisco to figure out if I want to make a living out there. It was very expensive and it was hard. No, it was kind of like living in a garage, couldn't figure out what to do. I was like, Oh my gosh. And, um, my boyfriend who was a college, a high school sweetheart at the time, we both graduated. And I was like, are you happy with your job? Cause he, um, did what he was one year earlier than me. And he's just like, mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. I'm making, you know, 40 something thousand. We went to school, did the right thing. I'm like, but are you happy at what you're doing? He's like, no, I'm like, if you could do anything, what would you do? And he's just like, I want to be a pilot. And I was like, let's just go and do it. We, um, packed our bags and are coming from a first generation Chinese American family. Our family's just like, what are you doing? You have a good (laughs) why are you going to do this? And I said, if there's any time for us to screw around with our life, um, this is the best time to do it. We went to Florida. Um, After a year, we took a personal loan. After a year, uh, the school closed down. Oh, wow. And I was just like, what are we going to do? So in order for um, the bank, because it's a private loan, from preventing the pilots or the students from filing bankruptcy, they're like, you know what, we'll give you another 30K grant. And so you could continue education so you could become a pilot and um, you guys could pay us back later on. Uh, One of the criteria, because we moved to Florida and Daytona Beach, one of the criteria was moved to Miami. And they get, they have to live in dorms. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go live in dorms. So I decided to fly to Vegas and I was like, you know, I'm going to go back home. I'll tell the family, you continue the education and then, you know, I'll take it from there. I'll deal with the family. And because I fought so hard to get out, I was like, you know, I'm going to go party it up with my girlfriends and just see what we could do. And they're like, okay. So went there and one of my girlfriends like, have you thought about getting, finding a job here? And I was like, Oh, I guess so. So then I started interviewing jobs and the liberty of it was kind of like, what can you offer me? Because I don't care. I could go home anytime. And that was the first lesson where I'm kind of like, wow, it's so much better to go to interview of not caring how they're judging you. Um, And then so I ended up getting a great job. But then again, I just couldn't settle. And a couple of years later, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to quit my job. And this is in 2009. So the economy just tanked. It was not, yeah. All four of my bosses got laid off and I kept taking all their work. And I was just like, you guys. And I was like, and I knew I was miserable. I literally felt like I was wasting my life. So I went to my um, VP at the time. I'm like, I'm going to give you two months notice. I'm going to quit. I don't know what I'm going to do. Wow. But I- and then I went to, um, took one year sabbatical begging my husband and he's like, okay, fine. And my boyfriend now, he's my husband. He's like, fine. I was like, I supported you to Florida. Please support me here. 
And so I end up um, taking a wine sommelier class, a real estate uh, license, and then we start weighing what are our pros and cons, like, you know, and I came from the restaurant business and I loved it and I was really good at it. But working at nighttime in your thirties just doesn't seem fun anymore. Like I did when I was in my twenties. So I went for real estate and um, that's how I got to real estate. That is crazy. <laughs> and um, were you, did you have kids while you were when you started real estate or did no. that come after? Thank the Lord Jesus. No, I did not. Have <laughs> so what is, um, so my husband at the time, we've been dating for 10 years, got married on our 10 year anniversary and we were trying to have kids. I first year, I knew I had some problems. So my first year I gave it everything I had. I did clomid, I did everything, could not get knocked up. So we're like trying for seven years, could not mm-hmm. do anything. So when I got into real estate, I did it for two years and then me and my husband, we were, we weren't protecting ourselves because we're kind of like, if it happens, great. But then I think I was reaching, um, I was reaching 32, 30, 33, 34. And I was just kind of like, you know, we need to make a choice. And so he, I was supposed to do a procedure or he was going to do a procedure and we were just talking about it. And literally a month later, that's when I found wow. out. Yeah, that is crazy. In the middle of my career, in the middle of when I was starting to produce, because I actually worked for a team, and so I was kind of like, um, I was on a roll, and so yeah. I was like, wow, this is okay, this is starting to happen, and then uh, being pregnant actually helped me put things in perspective because you know I would joke around, and be like, hey, are you gonna write an offer because I'm about to pop soon, like, <laughs> my lines. and um, it really helped me prioritize prioritize because I used to be going. I used to be obsessed with doing research and finding out neighborhoods, but then being pregnant when I was tired, I had to go to sleep. There was nothing I could do. So I was just like, okay. So it just, it forced me to take care of myself. That's that's good. And how do you do it now um, with your kids and scheduling? Because I know how real estate can be. Um, How do you do it? So like, I was very fortunate. My mom actually came down and, um, took care of my kids. But what was the funny thing was when my mom was taking care of me and cause I have two kids back to back, I was pregnant for two years. Cause I was like, Hey, I didn't know I could get <laughs> pregnant. Let's go on with the second one right away. And mm-hmm. when my little one was four months, I was pregnant again. So they're 13 oh months. Gosh. Yeah. So I wasn't kidding when I was like pregnant for two years. And this is my third year in Vegas, um, in real estate. And then, uh, my sister then got pregnant. So my mom had to go back and help my sister. So then I was just like, crap, you guys, you, you need to go to school. I need to take you to this preschool daycare or something so I could continue. And what happened was that was when my production started taking off. And what, what it was, was just um, time blocking because I knew I had limited time to be outside. So I had to be very, very purposeful with my time. And in hindsight, that's what helped me deal with that. And then I realized I was very, very specific with my goals. It was from, I want to look at beautiful houses. I want to look at $400,000 houses that start, my price point start going up. And then it was, um, I need a client who understand where I'm coming from, that I have two under two and um, my husband's a pilot. So like there's certain times I could show them and there's certain times I cannot show them. And I need a client that understands where I'm coming from. And it sounds crazy, but I think I was putting in the correct frequency. Then that's how I was able to 
align everything. And like 2017 was like my breakout year yeah. where I was just like, holy crap, everything's just like, I was like, I have no more excuses. My mom is gone. I need to get all my crap yeah. together. And that's how it slowly kind of evolved. And do you think it was because of that? Because you had clear goals of how you wanted your life to be that clients just started coming in? Yes, I really do. Because I was very, because what I did my first year of real estate before I had kids or anything, I was like, you know, I'm going to give it a hundred percent of the best shot because if I don't pay myself, then um, I'm unemployed. Mm-hmm. So I did everything what they, the gurus told you, you know, you need to do door knocking, you need to go call, you need to do all that stuff. I did everything. I gave it a shot for one month, did it straight. I hated everything. <laughs> and I remember one of the real estate agents like, okay, so you don't want to do real estate anymore. I'm like, no, I'm going to attract my own clients. How are you going to do that? I don't know. I'm going to, there, there's one thing about real estate. It's you're so, you could do any position that you want to do. And you could also in my perspective, if I could do that, then I could position any clients I could do. And I end up being some kind of crazy self-help junkie and just start listing all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to put it out there and put it out there. And like for the longest time, I'm kind of like, oh gosh, I'm putting out there. My husband thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then my gay husband, same thing. My gay husband's like, oh God, Sandy's listening to the secret again. <laughs> right. And then 2017, I literally look at them. I'm more like, guys, I'm in there making more money than both of you two. And they're just like, shit it does you know like oh my gosh you know and so it was just very very purposeful of setting that together and I guess align with that you know and it it I wouldn't say it came out miraculously but it was just very purposeful and like at the time I doubted it because I don't even know if it really was gonna work you know I'm like I'm setting my goal but um I put it out there and it ended up you know whatever it is I was very I was very true to myself where I'm all like, you know what, if there's clients that I can't mm-hmm. do the schedule, I was like, if I'm out of, you know, if I'm not enough time for you, let me refer you to another agent mm-hmm. that will take care of you. And they're very like more understanding about it because I kept them open communication. See, that's good because I think sometimes we get scared mm-hmm. of being open with the client. And especially as, as, as moms, we're, we're, we're supposed to be no we kids, do it no, all nothing, no, no, no duties. We have to just, you know, and I think that's great that you say that because I think once you open up to your client, let them know they're more accepting of it. Exactly. And that's one thing that's so crazy because, um, it, I've never been like, I'm, I'm, I don't like, for the longest time, I don't call myself a feminist because I was kind of like, I don't know if I live up to it. Because I, to me, I understand the um, men and women, I, we could do things the same, but we're not equal. There's certain things they could do, certain things that we could do, you know, mm-hmm. vice versa. But when I got into real estate, I'm kind of like, you know what? This is the one career that, pe- that the market geared towards women because they pay attention to those details yeah. and they, you know, it's the one where women can be top producer and top earners without, without thinking like, Oh, you're not a man. You can't negotiate for me. And it breaks a lot of that barriers. And I noticed the more I was open about it, the more people are like, Oh no, we get it. That's, you know, we understand. And that was, that was a very big Liberty. See, that's good. Um, so besides that now, so you say you do like time blocking, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure how old your kids are, but do you arrange your schedules around their time or how do you do it? So my kids right now are three and four. Oh, okay. 
school hasn't started yet. So a lot of times it does arrange around them and arrange around my husband too. Because my husband comes three to four days, come back home three to four times a week. Uh-huh. And he's three to four times a week, he's gone. And so we do, it's time block around them. So like when they're at school, I'm very like, I book my schedule to the T. And then when my husband's home, I try to make sure like, guys, I'm not going to show this week because I try to plan my week ahead of time. Okay. So what people do last minute, I'm kind of like, I don't do last minute unless I really can. Okay. And, um, and I always go with my client, I go ahead of time, like the week prior, I'm like, hey, this is our week. How does it look? If we need to change, let me know but you know what this is you know what we're set and kind of the expectations set for them because you set the criteria people tend to follow it mm-hmm. so that's what I do I do know last year being a top producer I put my family on the back then because I ended up being on a roll so my mm-hmm. husband ended up picking up a lot of slack so this year 2018 he's kind of like you need a time block time for the kids yeah. That's when I was like, okay. So then now after I pick up the kids at six o'clock, I literally put away my phone. Yeah. So because before when he comes. It's scary. <laughs> yes, it is so scary. So it took a while because my old habit used to be when he comes back home, I'm still on my phone, but I'm not working, but I'm on my phone playing because it's mm-hmm. my relaxed time. And he literally like grabbed the phone. He's like, you know what? Let's just put this away. Do it for 20 minutes. And then 40 minutes. Yeah. And then an hour. And he literally weaned me off my phone. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Um, what is one advice you wish someone would have gave you in your business? And then as a wife um, or mother, like what is one thing you wish someone would have told you from the get-go? Gosh, so much. <laughs> a lot. I made so much stupid mistakes. I think one of the big ones is kind of the it sounds cliche, but it's like, it's okay to be you mm. because it took me a long time to say, can I ask them for permission? And also it's kind of like, wait, why do you have to ask them for permission? It's your life. They're coming into your life. So I want to advise, you know, women in the future is like, it's okay to be you. It's okay to, as long as you are open about what you, how you, as long as you come from abundance and you want to help people, they in return will give you the time to get what they deserve to does that make sense like yeah yeah, yeah. you could be you and like because like one thing about real estate is like I did everything they're like what is Sandy going to be a door knocker an open house or what is she going to be I end up being none of the above and what I tell people they're like what is your business as like my business is a hundred percent referral because for the longest time what I tell them is just look I have two kids I have limited showing time. If you still want to use me, you will be my VIP client and my time will be. Wow. Okay. But if not, and you need someone that's more time for you, then let me find someone else for you so we could part as friends. Mm-hmm. And the more I ask for what I need in mm-hmm. return first, I gained more. They respect that. They, they do. That's yeah. something that, cause I used to be in real estate and I, and I talked about it, how, um, in the beginning you're taking calls at 10 o'clock at night because you're allowing it. Yes. yes. Um, and as soon as you put the boundary up, you know, from the get go, they'll respect it. Yes. They won't be like, Oh, what are you doing it for? Cause like in the beginning being in real estate, even with the commission, I'm kind of like, that is a lot how can I make them realize that I deserve this? What I'm kind of like, whoa, I used to make like, I don't know, $17 an hour. And now with real estate, I make more than that. And I'm all like, how can I prove to them that I deserve this money? And that's really what was 
very cognitive. And another thing was, um, I never count my commission. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that paycheck is not real until I am satisfactory and did their job. Unless there's a closing day and I get a paycheck, my job isn't done yet. Right. And that was kind of like what my motivation was. Like I need to prove to them that I deserve this paycheck. And that's, and what that's, it was. that's great because some people don't do that. Some people are like, oh, I got the clients, you know, they're just kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. And well, another thing is a lot of real estate agents like, woohoo, I got an offer. When I get an offer, I'm like, oh God, my job starts. I'm like, oh my God, here we go now. You know, and that's when it's just like, because to me, when I tell my clients, once I get an offer, that you have six ways to back out. Uh-huh. It's for you to cancel this contract and I save your earnest money. That's how I see it. So yeah. I have to go one loophole. You want to back out yet? No, you still want this house? Great. Second loophole. Are you sure you don't want to back out yet? We're good. Okay. <laughs> so it was very, very like, and I think it was coming from that standpoint, like, oh, I, I was like, it's a big purchase. We're not buying shoes here. We're buying a house. Mm-hmm. I'm tying you for 30 years. You have to want this for 30 years. You may not keep it for 30 years, but you're getting tied down for 30 years. Yeah. And that's when they're like, oh, and it's just looking after their best interest. Like, oh, okay. And so that was my way. It was kind of, cause when one thing I think that helps me being an agent was I was such a horrible buyer. I bought my first house at age 24. I was funny thing is because the market tanked. The economy was horrible. It was before the market tanked. The mortgage company were not very good and being shady. My husband was a hundred K in debt, boyfriend at the time. And they, and they gave you a loan. Yeah. They gave me a loan and they gave me this for 300,000. I'm like, you know what? Let's just get 200 because we don't need something that big. And thank God we did that. But I was such a horrible buyer. Like, okay, we knew we're hundred K in debt. They approve our loan. What do we do? We still sign off on it. And then we end up signing off, like literally like didn't care about disclosures. Like you're letting a 24 year old buy a house. Okay. I'm going to sign whatever you want me to sign because whoever's allowing me to do this is crazy. And that's what we did. And, you know, there was an integrity too, because being um, first generation American is kind of like you get an opportunity to sign your house. And so when the market tanked, we bought our house for 200 something thousand, it tanked to 150. And then all of our friends were short selling, all of them were doing it. And, but the thing was like, both of us were like, well, we could afford it. So we're not going to short sell. In hindsight, we carry a lot more, but then, um, integrity prevail. I'm glad we stuck by it. Mm-hmm. But then in hindsight, financially, now I'm a real estate agent. And what I know now should have just short sell it because it was kind of like you had an opportunity, you know, it. it's yeah. not about ego thing. Yeah. And so, you know, you see things, I'm, I'm glad I did it for integrity, but God did it save us a lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. They got them producing now. So we're able to be debt free, but mm-hmm. it was, it was not fun during that time. It was not fun. Yeah. And I'm glad that you say that because your experience helps your clients and you know, you're able to tell them, Hey, you know, cause some real estate agents are just going straight for the commission. Yes. You know, and, and it's, and you, like you say, you're, you're there educating them, letting them know, Hey, this isn't about my commission. This is about your big purchase that you're doing. That's going to be with you for a long time. I'm so glad you picked up on that because one of my scripts, my line that I always tell my client, because I noticed in the beginning of real estate agent, when I negotiate, like when I didn't do something right, I couldn't sleep at night. Like I'll stay up all night stressing over it. And then what I'll do in the morning, or I'll go back and talk to my client. I'm like, guys, I want to help you get this house, but I need to sleep at night. I need to know that <laughs> I am looking after your best interest. Cause when I can't do it, I need to let you guys understand that I gave it the best shot. I'm not being like, you know, whatever. And that's really what helped me out with my, 
referrals because I think a lot of my clients really see it because I'm kind of like, you know, if I was 23 buying a house, my mom was, you know, a refugee here. So she didn't know. She just signed paperwork the same way we did. Yeah. Kind of like it was millennials when they're saying like, oh, millennials could go online. They don't need a real estate agent. I'm like, no. They do. They yeah. need that hand holding. And I'm willing to hold your hand. Any dumb questions, ask me. Because I will in return be your face of being whatever it is. I'll be like, hey, yeah. let's go about that. And that kind of gave the comfort. And that gave me the competitive advantage. Because I didn't see it as a dumb question. And I didn't want them to tie down. You know, So it was just the long-term wise. It was yeah. You know, made it worthwhile for me to be in this career. That is good. And so you say, I know your husband um, is a pilot and he's, you know, gone for a little time. How do you, I know you've talked about it, but how do you do it to where you also have time for him? Um, uh, he's great. He flat out asked for it. <laughs> my husband's very like, dude, I need my me time. Well, the thing is, it's really, he, um, we known each other since we were 14 years old. Okay. So we're like, 37, 38. And so he, we are in sync now. Thank God for this career that we're able to have our space. So because we have our space, when we come back, I don't really need that kind of space. So we unfortunately popular demand. We don't do date nights. I don't, we just don't, we don't have time because my thing is he's already, he's gone for the week. So when he comes back, he wants to spend time the week. So usually when we do have time for ourselves, when our kids are at school and then when I go to work, he comes to work with me. So like all my clients know my husband's a pilot comes to work with me and he comes with that. So it's kind of convoluted quite honestly, but it kind of works. And he just very much, um, he, like, like I said, he just asked for it. He's just like, you know what? Like, I think, finally in like forever we finally saw infinity war (laughs) i saw iron man one and then i went to infinity war i'm like i usually went to the beginning and now everyone's old now people (laughs) i was like oh my god but it was like just that hour or half hour two hour time like was like oh my god i feel so productive with you so he he's very good at asking for i think men are not to be sexist but men are very good of like look, I need to take care of me. You need to learn to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And he kind of forces that on me. That, that's good. And so what do you do for for your time? What is something that you'd like to do? I What I do, you guys are going to laugh. I play video games. Okay. My downtime is I got this, I'm a Nintendo fiend. Uh-huh. So I play video games. I am such a gamer. So one of my clients was very like, I need to give you a gift. I need to give you a gift. I'm like, no, no, no. And then they found out that I like Nintendo. And <laughs> I, they, they, they were like, never in my life with you negotiating <laughs> down for my house. You play video games for your downtime. That's what I do. I play video games. My kids literally will sit next to me and I will play video games. Right now I'm hooked on Overcooked. I don't know if you ever played that. No. <laughs> but I play video games. I'm 37 years old and I still play video games. No, that's good. I think it's, <laughs> that's what I always tell people. It doesn't matter what it is. You right. need that time just to not think about work. Yeah. Nothing is just your, your time, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Yep. That's, that's my downtime. I wish it was, I, you know, it was so dumb because I know I am need of massage, but <laughs> I just think it's more productive because I finally get to sit at home. It's so yeah. stupid. Like, and when I was working in a media company in Vegas, I worked for a magazine company, put my marketing degree to work and I would go get a massage because it was a high stress job because always demand deadlines, all this stuff, you know, Real estate, it's way more stressful. And I don't think I even gotten one massage for myself yet or a facial. I'm like, so like, I, 
I play video games and I eat. That's what I <laughs> Maybe okay. because you're always out in the fields. Maybe you're just, I want to be home. <laughs> exactly. That has to be. And my husband's always flying. Yeah. So home is kind of our sanctuary. So that's why I told my husband, I'm like, our next home has to be like, we don't want to leave it. Even right now is not that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great start at home. We don't want to leave it. So that's why I'm all like, I, I have family because all my family lives in Reno still where I'm one of the ones that escaped <laughs> Vegas. And they are, they come to my house. They're like, you know, your house is really comfortable. I'm like, that's how kind of how I made it. Cause I don't want to leave it. Right. And that's what all this, another thing I always say too, it's that uh, you, we need to create a space where you don't need a vacation from in that kind of sense of where, everything just aligns <laughs> that is so that's such a good way to put about it yes you're so right because like and that's one thing i like listening to all those um gurus and like all this stuff you know they always say like you know don't find a job that you want to get an escape a vacation from you know and it's just just those little things like if it was just one room that you could i just sit there and lounge mm-hmm. and like a nap i could nap because one thing i love about real estate now i realize is i don't set an alarm clock anymore before I used to have alarm clock for things. Now I don't set an alarm clock anymore. I'm like, that is pretty liberating. And I'm like, I, you know, so it, yeah. it, it's a luxury that I think. I'm <laughs> this has been so awesome, Yolanda. Thank you so much for your no, time. Thank you. I know you're busy. Thank you for listening to this Unfiltered Conversation brought to you by the Unfiltered Wife Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please visit theunfilteredwife.com.